Today's episode of the WAC Podcast is brought to you by Hercules Tires, the official tire of the Western Athletic Conference. Now here are your hosts, Eric Danner and Rachel Vigil. Welcome everybody into another episode of the WAC Podcast. Eric Danner, Rachel Vigil coming at you. In the second segment, we're going to have head coach of Sam Houston, Casey, Casey Keeler on with us. Obviously national champions there. So excited to have him on. But first, let's talk football media day. It has come and gone. That's crazy. Yeah, we went out last week to the Woodlands, Texas, had a very nice event. Uh, we had several rooms. You had an opportunity to talk to everybody live on the WAC Digital Network and on Facebook Live. I had an opportunity to be in what they called one of the breakaway rooms and talk to everybody one-on-one. So got a chance to talk to all the coaches and players. And that's one of the most fun things we get to do, honestly, Rachel, because we talk every week to different people around the conference, but it's different when you get to see them face-to-face. Absolutely. And being able to talk to players, you know, a lot of times we talk to the coaches and the coaches sometimes can run the conversations, but when you can hear players insight, it's so much fun and such a joy. And we also had another room. We called it the green screen room that we'll kind of see <laughs> as the year goes along, but that was a lot of fun. Michael Navarrete was uh, running yep. that room and we got some help from Sam Houston. Uh, so shout out to uh, Sheridan McGrew and his crew uh, getting us uh, some help in that room as well. And then there was a Zoom press conference. So all kinds of different things, getting uh, media aware of what's happening and uh, the WAC football season for the first time and since 2012 will be starting uh, September 4th, I believe is the date, Rach. I know that is like hard to believe. This summer has absolutely flown by. And a September lot of- 2nd, September 4th is the Saturday. Okay. And there's actually going to be games on September 2nd, which is Thursday night. That is just crazy. Yeah, you, there's so much. The summer has flown by and teams are going into camp this upcoming week. Uh, Casey Keeler mentioned that they start practice tomorrow. So that's hard to believe. It is hard to believe uh, the summer is over. So hope you uh, buckle up, everybody. <laughs> hope you got uh, all your uh, trips in and get to see everybody. But uh it's good though because uh football we just had the media day we have soccer uh preseason soccer poll believe it or not comes out next week for women's soccer and they will be starting i believe on the 19th of august uh which is a thursday i have to double check here yeah the 19th of august mm-hmm. first day for women's soccer and then the following week we'll have men's soccer and volleyball uh previews and then they start the following week so yeah it is uh boom, boom, boom. it is upon us here the fall sports season it's hard to believe and well i'm definitely excited and obviously new schools coming in so we're gonna have a lot more teams that we've got to pay attention to and see what they can bring competition wise to the WAC. going back to the football media day so we had two polls that came out so we had the WAC preseason poll yep. and we had what we're calling the aq7 mm-hmm. preseason poll so in the WAC preseason polls no no surprise sam houston Picked to win the league coming off their national championship season in a 10-0 record. Also 16 players named to that preseason all-conference team, including quarterback Eric Schmid, who Coach Keeler will tell us in in the next segment, the toughest player he's ever coached, Mm -hmm. including uh, over a guy named Joe Flacco. Although he does qualify Joe Flacco, super tough guy (laughs) too. And then uh, uh, Jahari Kay was the defensive player of the year, and their defensive line for the Bearcats, unbelievable uh, one of the top in the country. And so he anchors that defensive line. He's, he was a priest. He was an all American last year. He's a preseason all American this year. So they will be definitely a team to watch pick second is Stephen F. Austin in that poll, the lumberjacks picking up the other first place vote, 16 points in that, in that whack poll. Now Dixie state was able to vote, but they are not in the poll because they're not playing a full whack schedule. As we were, you know, I've talked about on the show, 
uh, the Texas Four, as they're called, Sam Houston, Stephen F. Austin, Lamar, and Abilene Christian were in the Southland last year. Usually there's a year buffer. There was not in this case. So kind of late uh, in terms of getting schedules together. And we had uh, Dixie State had already uh, guaranteed some games, uh, before, so they weren't able to kind of work that out this year. So they are playing a number of WAC teams, but they're not in the in the WAC standings per se. Uh, third is Tarleton. I mean, that uh, that was kind of an eyebrow raiser because obviously they're transitioning. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tarleton did have some big wins last year, uh, beating New Mexico State mm-hmm. in a game in the spring. Also, uh, they split with Dixie when they did play them, but the Tarleton picked number three. Lamar, number four, and Abilene Christian, number five. So it's fun to talk to all those coaches and players. Blaine Morgan, uh, the coach at Lamar, is the one guy I had previously interviewed before when he was at Air Force, and I was a sports person in Colorado Springs, and they won the WAC 1998. And that was uh, when LaDainian Tomlinson was in the WAC for TCU. Uh, Blaine was a co-offensive player of the year in the WAC, so he's he's definitely got some WAC ties there. So a lot of fun uh, and uh a lot of uh, interesting things that we'll, we'll kind of find out as, as the year goes along. And it's always so funny. It's one of the questions I asked both Lamar and Apple and Christian being at the bottom of the poll was, does that bother you at all? You know, when people don't pick you to win or anything like that, I, I, every single one is always like, we don't really care. Like it's just a poll. And I always find that so interesting because in the back of your mind, it right. has to be there a little bit, but I always find that interesting. And with only five schools, obviously there's, you know, not a lot of difference between one and five when yep. there's only five ranked. And then the AQ7, Sam Houston picked to win. There's a uh, an alliance with the, the A-Sun mm-hmm. in the AQ7. So we have Central Arkansas, Jacksonville State, Eastern Kentucky to go with the Texas Four, as, mm-hmm. as we've called them. Uh, Tarleton and Dixie not eligible for that poll as they are both uh, transitioning to Division One. So the purpose of that uh, AQ seven is to produce an AQ an automatic qualifier for the FCS playoffs. And chances are uh, hopefully more than one of those schools will be in the playoffs yeah, this year. Yeah. We'll see. It's crazy to think that football is back in the whack. I'm so excited for it. <laughs> Honestly, September 2nd. Can't believe it. Uh, coming up next, we're going to talk with Sam Houston head football coach, Casey Keeler. You're listening to the Lack podcast. Hercules Tires is the official tire of the Western Athletic Conference and for over 65 years has been providing tires with unbeatable quality at an unmatched value. Whatever the vehicle and whatever the terrain, Hercules Tires invites you to ride on our strength. For a retailer near you, visit HerculesTires.com. Welcome back to the Black Podcast, Eric Banner, Rachel Hill with Sam Houston's head coach for football, Casey Keeler. Coach, how are you doing today? Great, guys. How are you doing? We're doing well. We know you're getting excited with obviously fall camp starting up tomorrow for you. What emotions come with a new season after winning a national championship? It's so unusual that first of all, you have the short time frame, but what's even more unusual, you have all the same faces back. You know, we literally have every starter and most of the significant backups back off this team. Uh, and then the university was great to me. They allowed me to sign a, a full class. So we're a little heavy in terms of our numbers in training camp because everyone's back and plus we signed a full class. But um, it's such a great group to be around. I mean, you don't win a national championship unless you have special, special people. Not only just talented football players, but just great people. And so it's, it's a lot of fun to be around. And, um, you know, all the memories and everything that we went through is awesome. But now kind of the focus on playing Northern Arizona, which is you know, that's kind of how we do it. That's our first game. And at this point, that's all we talk about. 
We're talking with uh, head coach Casey Keeler of Sam Houston University and the defending national champions. And coach, you um, you, you mentioned it, you had that spring season, uh, not much of a break. And we, we saw you last week at the Woodlands at uh, WAC Football Media Day, and you're already talking Northern Arizona. Did you have a, a summer break this year or how did you approach that? Yeah, it was kind of unusual. You know, we, we all came back June 28th. And we had a great parade. I mean, the town of Huntsville just turned out. We don't have any kids on campus, but the town was just phenomenal. And, and I, I told them there's a couple of philosophies we're going to live by. First of all, we can say the word repeat up until August 4th. Then after, after August 4th, it's all about playing, you know, Northern Arizona. Uh, so there's just those kind of things, you know, we sort of kind of got a mindset, you know, we're not the defending national champions. We're the attacking national champions, uh, you know, because when you defend something, you're less aggressive than when you attack something. So just, we sort of laid the, the ground rules uh, about, you know, how we were going to approach this thing. And you know, I told him to enjoy it. I mean, you know, take some time to really enjoy this thing. Typically, you would have nine months to kind of savor the whole thing. We're doing this in a very short time frame. But at the same time, you know, August 4th is here. And we want to focus in on, you know, playing in northern Arizona. So uh, it's a kind of fine line you walk where you want them to enjoy it because it was such a great accomplishment. There will be an asterisk. The asterisk will be this was the, the hardest thing anyone's ever done before, playing for a national championship through a pandemic. Um, and um, but at the same time, it felt so good. Let's see if we can try to do it again. Coach, how do you go about handling the pressure or helping your team handle the pressure, knowing that every single game you go for, these teams are going to have a little bit extra motivation? Yeah, I, I think, you know, just looking at my past history and trying to explain to them that in 2004, I had lost a lot of great players in 2003, our national championship in Delaware. And, and we, we, there, was, there was, you know, some moving parts. But, you know, in front of a packed house, almost 23,000, we lost to, to New Hampshire. You know, and when I was a, a player in 1979, we didn't make the playoffs in 1980. Even though we had a great team and went nine and two, we didn't make the playoffs. So there's nothing guaranteed. You know, sometimes I think for those young players, they went and won a national championship. They think this is just what you do. Oh, there's a lot of hard work in front of us. You know, the good news is that we won five nail biters, five one play games. The bad news is there's, there's a lot of teams as good as we are. And that's kind of been my message to our team is that, you know, we had the integrity, we had the poise to handle those pressure situations. They're every bit as good as we are. We, we were one play better than South Dakota State that day. But South Dakota State's every bit as good as we are. It's just that we were one play better that day. So it, it makes you understand that we have to get better. The mindset is that staying status quo is not going to be the way to go here. We have to get better. And I know our strength coach has just been wowed by the attitude because he didn't know what he was going to get. He didn't know if they're going to be burnt out or, and he goes, just the excitement, every workout, just guys leading and taking charge. Um, he goes, I've never seen a team like this. So I think there's a, a great group coming back. I think they're very focused on trying to see if we can do this again, because it was so cool doing it. Casey Keeler is the only head coach in the NCAA to win FCS championships at two different schools, one and one at Delaware, as you just mentioned, and at Sam Houston this past year. And coach, you alluded to it in 2003, trying to come back in 2004. What, uh, what other things did you learn from that year uh, after you won the national championships? Well, you know, the expectations are very high and not only are they high, you don't realize how everyone around you, I mean, we, 
we got booed off the field in 2004. My team was, was shell-shocked in the locker room. We just played a great game against New Hampshire. And, you know, we knocked out their quarterback and some backup named Ricky Santos, who no one ever had heard of before, comes in and goes 10 for 11. And they beat us, on, beat us by a field goal. And our fans were so like, they wanted to do this again. They actually booed us off the field. And when I got in the locker room, there was some like damage control going on. And basically it was like, hey guys, just understand. Not only did we enjoy winning the national championship, all of our fans enjoyed winning the national championship. And so their expectations are very high and they want to do this again for selfish reasons. And also be aware, every team you play, this is the biggest game on their schedule, period, end of discussion. So I've learned those kind of things. And I think those are things that I can you know, relate to our team in like real life experience. Like I'm not saying, hey, I think this is gonna happen. I know it's gonna happen. I know Northern Arizona is talking about one game and one game only because beating the national champions, that just sets them up for the rest of the season. And, and you know, really is a springboard for recruiting and for everything else. So uh, yeah, we, we get it. Coach, you mentioned the fans and how passionate they are. Obviously with Sam Houston being new to the WAC, what makes them different than any other fan base out there? Well, Janique, if you think about it, last 10 years, we've had a 23-game home win streak and a 21-game home win streak. That's pretty unusual. And we're also undefeated in our history in Bauer Stadium, the playoffs, 16-0. and 0. So there's something there. <laughs> I don't know if it's the water or what it is, but there's something there that obviously um, is a great home field advantage for us. I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, you know, we obviously play on it very strongly because it's one of the great home field advantages in America. Coach, you had uh, the offensive preseason player of the year, Eric Schmidt, uh, defensive preseason player of the year in Jahari K, 16 players named preseason All-WAC, uh, plus six preseason All-Americans. Uh, obviously, a lot of talent there, Coach. If you were to, to scout your own team, would you say – where is the strength of the team? Is it the defensive line? Yeah, you know, first of all, offensively, our skill kids are amazing. I mean, you're not going to find better receivers in the country, running back, quarterback, um, you know, tight end. We, we have great skill kids. But I keep on getting brought back to that defensive line. It's just dominant. And my 03 team that won the national championship had a dominant defensive line. You know, uh, a fifth-round draft choice by the Raiders, a kid who was with the Jets, Another kid who was an FCS All-American, you know, this is the same kind of front. It's a dominant front. And then the other common thing was uh, I had possibly the toughest player I've ever coached as my quarterback, uh, Andy Hall, who's a fifth-round pick by the Eagles, who didn't take a single snap during the four-week run in the playoffs because of a bad shoulder during practice. Ryan Cardi, my current offensive coordinator, took every single practice snap and then and he went in and played the games. It's the same thing with Eric Schmidt. Eric Schmidt might be the toughest football player I've ever been around. So I think those commonalities, when you have a tough guy at quarterback, it really translates through the entire team. And then also, obviously, defensive line play is so important. There's a reason why they pay those defensive linemen so much money in the NFL. I mean, they really change uh, the course of an entire team if you have a great defensive line. And not only do I have like three or four, I have like five or six. So, um, again, I think that's the, the heart and soul of the team. Coach, why is Eric one of the toughest players you've ever coached or the toughest player you've ever coached? Yeah, you know, he, he doesn't, like, he's just so unassuming. But 
but he just will keep on getting back up and going in. You know, he's a coach's son from Texas. Enough said. You know, dad's a legendary coach. Uh, the expectations are just that you just go rub some dirt on it and go play. Back in the old days when we actually used to play on dirt, you know, just go the old the old saying was just rub some dirt on it and, and go back in. Um, Eric doesn't know anything else. Then that's what his job is to do. If if he's bleeding from the mouth, just okay, put something in there to stop the bleeding. You know, if he turns his ankle, okay, just tape it up. I mean, they they had two players go down in the South Dakota State game, and we ran Eric off the field to get his ankle taped up because he had fallen down and he could he could barely walk. And and Mike Dare, the backup quarterback, is like, okay, maybe I'm going to go in. And Eric got back in before um, the players from South Dakota State walked off the field. But that's Eric. You know, it's, he's just so, so unassuming when it comes to those kind of things. Coach Keeler, you have, uh, you mentioned uh, Eric Schmidt and of course you've had, when you say toughest player ever, uh, I think Joe Flacco was, was a player that you had on your team. So that, um, that's. Joe, uh, Joe, yeah. Joe takes some hits too. And, <laughs> and that's one of the things I always remark about Joe is that you don't realize, first of all, Joe's almost six, seven. He's a big man. And and the, the story I want to talk about Joe is Joe comes into me uh, after his junior year and wants to play baseball. And I can sort of have like a little bit of a personality at times. I go, baseball, who are you going to play for? So it's Delaware. I said, we have a team. He goes, yeah, we have a team. I said, no. I said, you're not playing baseball. I said, you do realize you're going to be a draft choice next year. And his exact words, because you think someone's going to draft me next year. I said, I've done this a long time. You need to work during spring ball. You have a lot of things that you need to work on, but everything's there. I went down to see my offensive coordinator. I said, call his dad. It was his dad's idea. Call his dad, not playing baseball. And we still laugh about this to this day, that he wanted to play baseball uh, during the, the junior going into his senior year because he thought he was going to hedge his bets. Like, okay, if I don't make it in football, I can make it in baseball. But, uh, yeah, Joe – Again, the great quarterbacks, they're all tough guys. Joe was a tough guy. Well, he probably owes you a lot on that one, Coach, obviously, being very <laughs> successful in the NFL there. Uh, but, Coach, I guess thank you so much for hopping on with us. We really do appreciate it. I, I always love hearing the stories that, you know, you wouldn't normally hear, but coaches can kind of give you a little bit of insight. So thank you so much. We appreciate the time. Absolutely. appreciate you. Thank you. That is Casey Keeler, the head coach at Sam Houston. And thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of the WAC Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And check out our website at waxsports.com.